0: Welcome back to the BioHogs Weekly Recap. I'm your host, Will Kirkpatrick. And welcome back. How we doing, guys? I uh, was trying to think of a fun skit for this week that I could I could pull, but I think uh, it's better when, when those are kind of scattered out randomly. I don't always have the um, attitude or creative juices flowing like I do some weeks that can riff off a big, um, big long cascading soliloquy about fantasy football from the week before. But I think the story of our league so far, I think at the beginning of the year, it was about the haves and the have-nots, right? It was about those that were dominating, those that were seeing the points, and those that were just absolutely getting creamed. And lately, what's been happening is, yeah, we still have this upper class of individuals like Tim, James, uh, to a certain extent, Jeremy, and Peter. But what we're seeing is a really kind of an evening out in the middle. So those of us uh, who are down below those really top guys, we're kind of scrapping it out a little bit more. And I think that makes it a whole lot more interesting once we enter uh, playoff time. There's only three people who have less than a 10% chance at the playoffs. That's me, Charles, and Michael. Unfortunately, Michael, you have been eliminated from playoff contention. Does not mean you still can't ruin some people's seasons. But uh, you're at a 0% chance. Charles is at a 1% chance. I'm at a 7% chance. Now that's just ESPN calculated. I did not do any of those calculations. Um I honestly maybe could figure that out, but I don't really care. Or know how. Um But so far the season's been a little bit weird. I think scoring stayed up a little bit last week. I haven't looked fully into it, but uh we were kind of we were kind of low across the board. Um not too many really high scorers. I mean, like Patrick, well, Joe Mixon. <laughs> you know, Joe Mixon's high, Pat Mahomes is high, uh, Kenneth Walker and Devontae Adams are high, but nothing nothing that really uh, stood out. It was kind of, kind of a weird week. I, th- last week, I think, it was pretty typical of what we've seen so far, even though some of the scores are a bit higher. Uh, we did have some people. Uh, you know, in, in, in the 80s and stuff, but a lot of people kind of evened out in the 120s and 130s, and that's kind of what we're going to be seeing going forward. I, so this season, so far, yes, it's been weird, especially the first few weeks, and I don't even say weird just because, you know, I was losing a lot, and I still am losing a lot. It's weird because, right, like, usually there's like one or two people in the league that, Uh, that are like, you know, one to three wins through nine weeks. But uh, we have, you know, three such people with Connor pulling himself out of that pack. And now everything has started to kind of even itself out. I mean, me being, and, you know, not saying it, me being one win behind Eric in the standings, I did not expect that come week nine. Especially, you know, if you talk to me like week four, I've been like, yeah, right. I'm never catching up to these guys. So I think the story of our lead so far has been one of haves and have-nots at the beginning and then kind of an evening out among the rest of us. Uh, Thus the continued storyline of a someone in the dredge of society trying to pull himself up which oh actually who is wait there's someone hey hey let go of my mic what are you doing? get get out of here We we don't have time for this this week
1: Hello, it seems you all have forgotten. You've forgotten the most important thing of all. It's to protect your neck. I looked out amongst the wastes from my chariot my chariot. And I rode it, miles and miles, gripping the ornate wood with both of my hands. It felt so smooth under my fingers, having a taste of this life once so far from me, once so far removed. Mmm. I could almost taste of that life and the horses I did not even have to direct they stayed upon a path and turned past neatly manicured lawns things I had never seen things counter to the life of filth I was accustomed to And I looked, I approached a great mansion, cascading banners touting this king of the land, one one who doesn't share his throne, one who doesn't share his wealth with those of us less accustomed to success. The horses. They must have been recognized by the guards who opened their gates before observing who drove. I barreled through the gates into a grand courtyard. Two great statues on either side. One telling of victory, victory over my people years ago. The other a triumph over a foe merely one year ago, holding his head in his hands, the statue gleamed down at me, and it gave me such joy to to visualize myself in his place, oh. My God. The feel of the mahogany against my fingers. It gave me energy. I jumped from the cab and I ran up the grand staircase. The guards at the entrance stunned, not expecting someone like me to hail from a cab of one who has so much. And upon his throne the great Weston sat plump from his victories. His wretched overflowing pantaloons spilling from his slippers. He Gorged himself, salt and fat sticking to his wretched fingers, manicured, but nothing takes away the stink and the grease of gluttony. Foul, foul ruler, I shouted from below his grand throne. He motioned for his guards. He motioned for his acolytes, Echoloria and Genorlia. remove me, they nearly did me in. Taking snips at my heels and driving their daggers into my shoulders as I sprinted up the ramp. But nothing prepared him, for in my palm I held a simple tool a small, berry knife cast with the name of my father. Genoria. I drove this dagger into his neck. Slipping easily through the butter-like fat that cascaded from his large, broad cheek crimson, and fat, and gristle mixed itself upon his great belly, and I stood on his throne looking down at his court, and I said, You may remove me, but I have dealt a blow to your forgotten. And now back to Power Rankings. May God
0: Uh, well, sorry about that. That was really weird. The guy left. He said, "May you never forget, for you have won the battle this day." And then he crawled uh, into my attic, which was weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. He said that we are one of the same. We're one of the same people. I don't. I don't know what that means. Regardless, uh, let's get into power rankings. Uh, not not a ton of movement this week. Uh, Tim and James both stayed at the top uh, they have once again proven to be in a class of their own uh, Tim being at the top James being being second and uh, past that we have uh, Jeremy at three Jeremy's uh, still performing pretty well Weston after his loss last week I wonder who that was too I don't know probably a really handsome guy at four Connor has worked his way up into five Um, uh, Five being a place held by Peter last week. Uh, Speaking of Peter, he is at six. These guys are all pretty close to one another past Weston. Um, There's that that drop-off into the middle pack. Uh, Peter's at six, and then we have Eric at seven. Uh, Eric has uh, replaced Craig at seven, who is now at eight. Once again, these middle guys, they're just going to keep kind of bouncing around because uh, these scores are so close to one another. So Craig's at eight. Harry um, has worked his way down a spot into nine, and then Michael has fallen down into the dregs with uh, Charles and myself. We rounded out Michael at 10, Charles at 11, me back at 12, even though my victory last week uh, was successful. Charles also won, and he is just averaging more points than I am. So the points do matter. Like I said last week, I've adjusted it to uh, to count wins a little bit more, but it doesn't matter when you're storing as few points as I am. Uh, I may have passed Charles up if I'd scored 140 points in one, but I didn't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, this is, uh, you know, I think everything's kind of starting to stable out. Uh, Michael can no longer make fun of me for ranking him highly and respecting him for storing points. Because, uh, he's 1-8. and And, um, yeah, and Harry, listen, last week I know I called you a pee-pee-poo-poo head. You know, I had you on here, and uh, you said that you couldn't emotionally handle it. Well, luckily this week, you're not going to have to worry about that. Uh, MVP of the week, before we get into the pee-pee-poo-poo head, sorry, got ahead of myself there. MVP of the week this week, uh, I'm calling it for Devontae Adams. So Devontae Adams had an absolutely monstrous first half, okay, scored what, two touchdowns in the first half for Eric, Eric ended up beating Connor uh, to even them out at four and five each. He scored 37.6 points, this was insane. I would like to call out, though, a co-MVP of the Week, Joe Mixon, holy shit. Charles ended up winning by 37 points, but Joe Mixon with, what, four first-half touchdowns? Was it four first-half, or was it three in the first half and two in the second? Five touchdowns on the day. Four rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown for Joe Mixon. 56.1 points. These guys are the co-MVPs of the week because Devontae Adams... Uh, you know, in a close enough win, a 13 point win, stored 37.6 points. But Charles, I mean, Charles could have won with Joe Mixon only storing 20 or Joe Mixon only storing, you know, 15, actually. No, that's not right. Let's see, 56.1. It doesn't matter. Regardless, he secures a 37 point win with Joe Mixon going off for 56.1 points. So this week, you'll notice there's two people on the graphic. Joe Mixon then Devonte Adams. Joe Mixon for his legendary performance. Devontae Adams for his very very good performance. But holy moly! I mean Dallas Goddard also had a great week for Eric, so that knocked him up over Connor too. But uh, multiple times, you know, d- 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 Devonte Adams just just went off. Even though the Raiders suck, uh, this was kind of what um, I didn't expect the Raiders to suck. But this is kind of what was expected out of him the whole year, and kind of really showed up today. But Joe Mixon, my goodness. I mean, the Bengals are such a confusing mess. Apparently, though, uh, after losing to the Browns, so I've heard the stat this week. After losing to the Browns, the Bengals always win. Who you know, they Joe, uh, Joe Burrow is owned by the Browns. He loses to the Browns all the time. I don't. I think he's only beat them once, or he hasn't beat them at all in his career. Weirdly enough, and. Uh, they always, after they lose to the Browns, the next time they play, the next week or the week after the bye week, they always kill whoever they're playing, and they absolutely murdered the Panthers last week, thanks in part to Joe Mixon's five-touchdown performance. Absolutely legendary. So let's get into the PP pee poo-poo head. And now, the pee-pee poo-poo head of the week. All right. Pee-pee poo-poo head this week. Pete! Pete, it's been so long. So, I think the narrative has changed a little bit. Uh, for a while, you know, Michael was the guy who was getting really lucky on low scoring performances being wins, but uh, I think Craig sitting at 5-4 and four might be taking up that mantle pretty soon because uh, after only putting up 101 points, I should know, I only put up like 104, he beat pete who scored 82.5 honestly this isn't the worst pp Poo head performance that you could have he only had one guy go over 20 points but he got beat by a guy who did not have a 20 point performer uh kirk cousins was pete's only player that went over 20 point f- uh, 20 with 20.4 Meanwhile, uh, Craig had 19.52 from Lamar, 17.7 from Tyler Lockett, 14.9 from Mondale Moore, 11 from Ryan Suckup. Uh, yeah, this is uh, i mean, this is a bad performance from Pete. Matt Collins, uh, Rashad White, and Kyle Pitts, turn, uh, Gabe Davis, all turning in single-point performances. Got four from his kicker, which isn't great, but there's no way to predict kickers. We shouldn't have them in the game. I've said this before. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, Uh. you know, uh, Pete's still in second place in this division. He's still 6-3. and three. I'd much rather be in his position than my position, but yeah, this isn't great. Uh, other than that, I mean, I don't know that there was a bad sit this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. You mean the guy who's been red hot recently and should be started over... Most quarterbacks in the lead, Justin Fields, with 52.72 points on your bench, Pete, that's a double pee-pee-poo-poo head. That's double it. Now, Pete is a absolute sucker for abuse, so I know he's going to absolutely mm, slurp up this abuse that I'm giving him right now, but you had a quarterback score 52.72, that is 30 points, 30.32 points better than the quarterback that you started and you lost by 19 points. I'm not saying Kirk has been bad, all right? Kirk has been the 11th quarterback. Kirk has been very not special. But the thing that Justin Fields has been doing for the last three weeks has been special, four weeks actually. He has rocketed up quarterback rankings. He is maybe one of the pickups of the year if he keeps playing like this. Probably. And you didn't start him over Kirk? Kirk was playing Washington. Justin Fields playing Miami. Neither of those are ideal defenses. I would say I would rather play against Washington, sure, but (sighs) he broke the rushing record. For a quarterback in the regular season, and he's sitting on a bench. Pete, you're the double pee-pee-poo-poo head, man. I mean, honestly, uh, Craig could have won this if he had lost because he had a 17.5, a 15.6, and a 16.2 outing on his bench, but he didn't lose. You did. That's a bad start, man. That's a bad start. I'm trying to see if there's anybody else who really made that bad of a mistake. I mean... Tyler Algier would have been better than DJ Moore for Connor. I, it wouldn't have let him win. Um, let's see who else is close. Uh Terrence Marshall would have been better than Drake London. I oh, that would have been close to a win. No, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have won the game for for James. I mean, you're yeah, you might you're the double pee pee poo poo head. I mean Kenneth Gainwell would have been better than uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire for, for Weston, but but that wouldn't have won in the game. I mean, this is all about turning a L into a W, and by not starting one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league last week over one of the most very boring quarterbacks in the league, you chose to take your bet on upside team and bet on consistency. You didn't bet on upside and therefore, you lost. Sorry, Pete. I know you're a big fan of the show, probably the biggest, but uh, but that's a, that's a double pee-pee-poo-poo-head performance if I've ever seen it. Now, let's uh, stop talking about the bad and let's start talking about the good. Let's call the hog. Calling the hog.
2: I took the walk to Poland.
0: Hell, Hello. Hell yeah, man. I don't know what that means.
2: What do you mean you don't know what that means? You're a zoomer. You should listen to Lil Yachty. You came I, up with the times. I
0: occasionally see Lil Yachty on my on Cat's TikTok account and I think he's funny. He's funny. I don't he's I do visionary. Know, I don't know anything else about him other than I see him on there every now and then and I think he's a funny guy. Um well, you were the hog this last week. You You're were goddamn the, right I was. You were the number one scorer beating the number three scorer, so you really needed it. How do you feel? Yes.
2: Uh, I feel great. You know, you said some really uh, disparaging things about my team. A lot of people have. You, you well, called it sus. You are a sussy baka. I have been gaslit by this terrible... Uh, season i hate the nfl roger goodell and his droogies might finally face some justice for enabling sexual assault and rape their favorite thing fuck the nfl fuck all of you whoa i'm the fucking hog
0: okay wait okay i accept i accept most of that when did i say that your team was sus
2: you said that my team was sus, looking sus because I had a three and five record, which is accurate. But you know,
0: yeah, but that's just
2: I, I, I put all my energy into my anganga. I fed it; it is hearty, it's fat. You know, based on your statements, and it paid off.
0: I mean, you are sixth in scoring, and you moved up two spots last week, so you are eighth in scoring. Before that. But you're doing great. Listen, I'm 12th in scoring.
2: You're 12th in scoring? Yeah. What's Pete at? Pete's probably like 11th.
0: Uh, the gaslighting he is actually. All. You, you just passed Pete this last week.
2: Yeah, I bet I did. Yeah, Fucking you're,
0: asshole. You are 12 points ahead of Pete. Um so, uh, you know, you've heard this before. Usually, you know, I, I ask a, a couple of questions about like, how you feel moving forward and stuff. Do you, um, uh, my question for you is, do you like Minecraft? I fucking love Minecraft. Cool.
2: I, uh, I haven't played it in a while, but I would love to get back into it. I uh, had a great world with James and Simon. We uh, had a whole villager farm and a villager village. Uh, it was amazing. We went right. to the end. We beat the Ender Dragon.
0: I also like Minecraft. We should play Minecraft together. Let's do it. Because I have it on. Would you? Have? You have it on PC?
2: Yeah, I, I played on my Linux computer.
0: Me, I, I have it on my PC. We can play Minecraft together. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, do you think that this performance by Devonte Adams is repeatable?
2: Um probably not. I mean, I think that he's going to continue to put up great numbers. Uh, we see from you know his completely justified shoving of a boom mic operator who was standing in his way True. that he is passionate about winning and he knows that he has skills that are deserving of a team that gets dubs. And unfortunately, he is not on a team that gets dubs right now.
0: No, he's I don't not. know
2: if he and uh, Derek Carr... Are buds from college. I've heard that they are. Yeah. I bet they're not anymore.
0: They are. They both went to uh, Fresno State, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I think that uh, he is under pressure to continue uh, showing people hey, I am amazing. Don't doubt me. You know, the Green Bay Packers may be some of the worst decision makers. In the NFL, getting rid of me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's almost like tying the entire success of your franchise onto, like, third-round pick wide receivers and an absolute insane uh, stupid man um, isn't the greatest thing to do.
2: But, I mean, I hope it's repeatable because a lot of people on my team, as everyone knows, you know, a lot of people we thought would be Great, have been completely either inconsistent or disappointing. Justin, uh, uh, oh my God, why am I? Justin Herbert, sorry, I almost said Justin Tucker. Justin Herbert has disappointed me to no end. Dalvin Cook is coming back, but you know he's not ranked as highly as I would like him to be. Not putting up the numbers I would like to see, and that's happening across the board. Yeah. So what can you do? I, you know, I haven't been watching the NFL as religiously as I normally do I have been very busy and you know it's been a, a horrible uh, few months of gaslighting from the NFL uh, you know I don't really want to I always illegally stream it because I don't want to give Roger Goodell and his island of pedophiles money
0: sure um, a- alleged just want to throw alleged, Not alleged okay. accurate Alleg- alleged. <laughs> <laughs> for, the <sake> of, <laughs> for the sake of for the sake of legal things. That's all alleged. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at your team here. I, as far as depth goes, I think you're one of the deeper teams. I mean, guys like Tua and Zeke and Damian Harris on the bench. I know they're not doing a whole lot, but. But as far as, like, running back depth goes, that's uh, pretty high. uh, I mean, that's pretty rare uh, in in fantasy football this year, especially since we moved to a 12-team league. I mean, do you you think that you're deep enough? No, I don't. And, I
2: mean, I've been – I'm not the greatest person with trades. I don't trade very often. People who have played with me for a while in this league know this. It has worked out for me in the past. I had a great record, the – Past two seasons, not having so great a good one this season, but uh, my—I I was honestly surprised to hear you say that my depth was good because when I think of my depth, I just think of Robert Fucking Woods.
0: Well, okay. And, uh, your wide receiver depth is not great, but you have good starters and you have two viable use like being used, running backs on your bench. So, like that's kind of that's,
2: what did. I need that because you know. Jeremy uh, was made the most accurate prediction at the draft you know I hate Ezekiel Elliott. he ruined this my season last year uh, he's not quite doing that for me but God what a mistake drafting a cowboy at all unless it's the defense
0: yeah the Cowboys D is really really good um, and I don't know I just traded for CD lamb so we'll see how that goes <laughs> but um, yeah I I when I, Yeah, so I, I guess complimenting your depth is really complimenting your running back room because, yeah, sure, it's not great, but as you've seen with me, it can be worse. Mm-hmm. Like, I just traded for Antonio Gibson in the year of our Lord 2022 because I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like anything, anything. I don't know when the last time I had, like two weeks in a row where I had a double-digit score at running back. So, um, and if you don't, remember that was my first two picks so mm-hmm. yeah it's been uh it's been a rough season but you know you're the high scorer last week let's hope you can keep it going this week let's see who are you playing let's hope you can't keep it going this week <laughs> no who are you playing i actually don't know
2: i'm playing uh harry i believe
0: uh no you're playing michael so, uh Yeah, you're playing uh, a team that was actually mathematically eliminated from the playoffs last week. Uh, <laughs> the, f- the first team to be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. So he is uh, in full ruiner mode, as I am. Um, I see. Yeah, so uh, hopefully you can keep it up, and uh, and maybe we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.
2: I'm going to continue my uh, my witchcraft, hope to make it into the playoffs.
0: Beautiful. Um, I, you heard last week uh, James's secret potion recipe. Do you have a potion recipe or anything that I could maybe take a sip of? Uh,
2: nothing that I sip on. Are you familiar with the concept of an nganga? No. The nganga comes from uh, Caribbean uh, witchcraft traditions where you feed into this box that's supposed to represent uh you know your intentions it's supposed to represent like a a kind of this isn't super accurate but like a demon that like you feed in order to do things for you oh but the nganga continues to get hungrier and there was a cult back in the day i don't remember what maybe peter can shed some light in the whatsapp group if he hears this that Believed in engangas and began to progressively feed it more and more intense things until they were feeding it actual body parts.
0: Oh wow! Okay, so is that that's kind of what you're you're doing?
2: Yes, I I feed. You know, it can be full of. You know, it it gets really disgusting. You know, you can feed it human shit, animal shit, uh, food scraps. It depends on. You know, you need to know the. Minutia of uh witchcraft recipes that are good for various things you know Uh, various items in nature and in the earth that uh contain the necessary energy for a variety of spells
0: you know you're kind of your description of it shit there's a thing i read about a couple years ago it's like it's like an iranian like tribal thing uh It's a Segunda, 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 do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not familiar with that. Segunda. Segunda? Segundi's nuts. Segundi's nuts. Segundo is second in Spanish. Segundi's nuts. (laughs)
2: You're going in Mayanganga next. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: all right. Good luck this week. Thanks, buddy. All right. Goodbye. I got him. I got him on the pod. I got him to sit on these nuts. Uh, let's. <laughs> uh. He's at four and five. He's he's making a push for the playoffs. Let's uh, let's see if we can do it, boys. All right. Um. Let's move on to the news the news what's up news time that's my new news song I downloaded it from the Grammys that's the Grammys let's get the waiver report so if we're looking at the waivers for Wednesday uh, I added Jared Goff and dropped Aaron Rodgers (laughs) who would have thought that that would have happened uh, in the year of our Lord 2022. Connor, uh, the hot dog, hot dog, added Jarvis Landry. Fizz, SMB holes, added Jimmy Garoppolo, who Najee by nature tried to add, but was unsuccessful. wedge Eagles, added Chicago kicker, Cario Santos. Kirkham by the Book, added Donovan Peoples-Jones. Dropped Matt Collins. Uh, Holy Gaslighters, added... The Saints defense and special teams dropped Hunter Renfro. I added the Titans D, go Titans, and dropped the Dolphins D. Connor added Cade Otten, dropped Malik Willis, Uh, Wedgfield Eagles added Jared McKinnon, dropped Marquez Valdez-Scantling. James added Brett Mayer, dropped Jake Elliott. Pete, I don't care how his uh, name is pronounced. I've already said that. Then we have Jalen Warren being added by me. I dropped Sony Michelle. Uh, and then Connor added Russell Wilson. Um, and he dropped Christian Watson to waivers. Uh, apparently a couple people tried to add the Titans D and Cole Cremet, but those were already been those had already been done. Uh, Thursday. I added Hunter Renfro, but uh, I ended up dropping him because he went on to IR. I thought, oh wow, that's a crazy drop. I need to get that, and uh, he got added to IR, so it was actually a good drop. I added, I got Jalen Warren back um, from that. Other than that, let's look at other transactions. I swear, every time I go to this uh, transactions uh, menu, it always like it won't let me do. It won't let me filter by trades at first. And then it just randomly does. So we actually had a couple of trades in the last week. Um, let me make sure that I don't go over the ones that have already been done. Pretty sure I covered the... Jahan. yeah, yeah, yeah. I covered the Stefan Diggs trade last week. But if I didn't... Um, no, no, I didn't. Because that was this past Monday. Yeah, that's right. So... Uh, hot Dog, Hot Dog traded DJ Moore, George Pickens, and Dak Prescott to the Physics Impostors for Stephon Diggs. This was one of several trades by the Physics Impostors, or two trades by the Physics Impostors this week. Um, I thought that was a pretty fair trade. I mean, you get, end up getting the overall uh, you know, wide receiver two or three for an up-and-coming guy, and DJ Moore is getting a lot of stuff. Lately, George Pickens, who's a good, another depth piece, a guy that Michael can throw in on his roster, and Dak Prescott – who's a great quarterback uh and then after that i traded uh christian kurt kareem hunt and josh palmer for cd lamb and antonio gibson again i thought this was a pretty fair trade um i think gibson you know is a little bit more involved than hunt right now but hunt is kind of an upside piece this just these two trades signify what michael i think is moving towards and that he's looking to add depth so that he can score a little bit higher on average every week and uh Christian Kirk for CD Lamb. I just think CD Lamb has higher upside. But Kirk and Palmer have been, you know, staples of my team. And they've, you know, well, not stable. Uh I just traded for Kirk last week. I meant Palmer has been a staple of my team. And Kirk was the guy that I thought. I was like, okay, he gets quite a bit of targets. But I like CD Lamb's upside a little bit better. I think that Kirk and Palmer will be good for what Michael's going towards. Uh, after that, I traded Kadarius Toney for Cam Akers. Um, this was mainly just because I wanted depth at running back and I figured a high upside wide receiver to Craig uh, would be would be good for that. He accepted that. Uh, and then we had another one, um, the physics imposters. Uh, so Michael t- traded again with James. So uh, Michael sent Garrett Wilson and Melvin Gordon to, uh, to James for Raheem Mostert and Cortland Sutton. I thought this was fine. I mean, Sutton gets some, you know, decent decent amount of targets. That's my, another uh, high-floor guy for my... Well, not high-floor. He's been a little bad recently. But, like, you know, high-target-volume guy uh, to Michael. Uh, Raheem Mostert's been getting a lot of work in Miami. Uh, for Melvin Gordon, who's getting a decent amount of work, and Garrett Wilson, who is a good high-upside guy to James. I mean, this overall, I think, was fine. Um, actually, I'm going to go ahead and... Um, I'm pretty sure that that needs to be processed and I can do that. Um, I'll have to do it on my phone, I guess, which is fine. I'll do it on my phone. Uh, well, it was Thursday, November 10th at I a process tomorrow. At... Yeah. So I'll go ahead and process that today. Um, Yeah, you may have seen us talk about it in there a little bit, but we established a precedent earlier in the season that we were going to process trades before games started just to uh, make sure that people would get their their faults. We kind of started doing that whenever COVID started in 2020 so that, you know, if uh, we give some time to review and for people to vote, and clearly that's been kind of important this year because a couple of trades have been vetoed, but... Also, I think like 24 hours is enough time. Like if you're not paying attention enough and you don't see it and you don't vote and you're upset because we process it in a 24 hour, you know, over after a 24 hour period, then, you know, you're probably not paying attention after a two day period. So I think that that's completely fine and fair. I think that, you know, this is, this counts as like an official announcement. It. it if, you, if we forget, just send us a DM or send it in the group chat, like, hey, my, my trade hasn't been processed after a 24-hour period, and we'll process it. That's just how it goes. But I will not process my own trades. That's uh, my that's my hard stance, um, just because I feel like that should be done, that's like something that has self-interest should be managed by someone else, so I will not process my own trades even after a 24-hour period, and uh, yeah. So uh, that's kind of the news for this week. I don't really have anything else. Tennessee's playing Missouri tomorrow. Uh, I'm not nervous about it, I guess. Um, I think Tennessee can win. I'm kind of nervous about the rain uh, because it's supposed to rain in Knoxville at game time. But, you know, we lost to Georgia last week. That That sucked, but it's Georgia. It's the best team in the country for a reason. Their home crowd got our boys really rattled. And uh, I think if Tennessee can make their way into the playoff, then maybe we have a, a better chance in a, in a neutral site game. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's the pod this week. If uh, you have questions, concerns, thoughts, feelings, dreams, then I can't help you. I have my own dreams to, care- to take care of. Love you guys.